Accidental Hope listeners, wanted to let you know that we have launched a Patreon. If you're interested in giving from a joyful heart, please follow Patreon forward slash Accidental Hope, and I would love your support. If this blesses you today, would you mind liking, sharing, following, subscribing, tell a friend, or even leaving a review? Thanks so much. Welcome to Accidental Hope Podcast, a community that seeks hope and healing from a faith perspective. My name is Jennifer, and I'm not an expert, but I do share life experiences because I believe it will help someone else. So get ready to open your heart, laugh, cry, and receive. Let's get started. Welcome. Today's topic is a love letter to my caddies, and that acronym means causing accidental death or injury to a person. So if that is not you and you are still my friend, you are welcome to listen in, and I want you to take um, whatever trauma comes to mind. I want you to put that in place of what I'm saying because I believe that these things are universal, but I am speaking to my why. I decided to start this podcast as really a resource for people who, when I was in there, when I first had my accident in the wake of the very raw emotion. It was very hard to find any type of resources. There were no self-help self-help books. There were no experts in this field. Um, certainly didn't really know anyone around me who had experienced something like this. And in the same type of way, I had a pastor who... Um, had a very unfortunate situation where a man who was intoxicated trying to end his life threw himself in front of his vehicle, and that was devastatingly tragic. And, uh, you know, that was something. That was something that I saw him, uh, you know, navigate. And so I was involved in that part of his healing, you know, rallying around him. But for myself, with my accident being Uh, a person who was not trying to make that decision, who was having a wonderful day, excited to be on his motorcycle, and my decision created an outcome that ended in death for another person, an innocent person. And so that is the part of the human brain where I just don't know. My actions created a scenario. So your trauma may be something that someone inflicted upon you, you know, in my case, I was kind of the perpetrator unintentionally. So it's it's a very complex situation, but this is a love letter to anyone walking through a trauma. And so I say that just to preface that I want you to know that this is for everyone, but especially to those who may feel lost. Those of you who are my community who need um, or a family member of someone in the community, I just want to lift you up today. So I, I pray that you would receive this. I pray that our, our hearts would open and that you would receive the love that comes from this letter to you. Dear Caddy, you are not alone. That's the first lie that we all believe. We are alone. We are isolated. A couple of weeks ago, I told you that I wanted to come to you, that this place would be a discussion, an ongoing discussion of bringing hope and resources to you in the midst of your tragedy. I also talked to you about that question of who you are, and I wanted to remind you that you are loved. 
Each one of us were made in the image of God. Each one of us has a purpose and a calling over our life, and that is not the trauma. Each one of us has an ability to take skills and talents and be light in this world. And so I want to remind you of that. So dear Caddy, you are not defined by your circumstance, but what God says about you and what he wants to do in your life. Dear Caddy, you are not alone. You don't have to beat yourself up anymore. You are forgiven. I want you to lay down your self-hate and listen. Soak this in like the rays of sunshine that have tried to find you. Hear me louder than the negative voices that play hide and seek in your head. Turn that down just for a moment. Your purpose was not that accident. Your purpose was not that trauma. It wasn't that you were made. You were made for greater things. You were made with strength that leaves people in awe when they hear your story. Because you don't give in to the darkness. When you step into light, you have victory and power over lies. You are brave when you face your day despite your pain. You are courageous when you live well despite that pain. It never leaves us but it becomes different. It isn't your master or your friend. Your pain will sometimes, and in some ways, birth your purpose. And that is beautiful. That is a miracle, my friends. But friends, you are not just that circumstance. You are so much more than that. You are loved, adopted, anointed, redeemed, whole. You are forgiven. You are made new. You are washed clean. And you are a masterpiece forever evolving. Wow. That is you. And that is me. And that is us all. I want you to soak these words in because they matter. I want you to believe them. If you have to fake it till you make it, I want you to hear me. If you need to pause and rewind and listen, put it on repeat. Every single time you choose light, you illuminate that darkness. And that is beautiful. It is a miracle. Every time you choose joy and you rebuke the lies that you don't deserve this, that is victory. So if you have to write it down, if you have to declare it over yourself, even if you don't fully accept this, keep speaking it, declare it, shout it, write it everywhere. And then when you are ready, ask what now? So after you've done this, you've declared it, ask yourself, what now? What can I do going forward? How can I help someone else? Do I have a cause? What flutters your heart? Maybe it isn't about an accident. Maybe maybe your passion, you get stirred up about animals. Maybe that's the gift that you can just love on and nurture and strengthen your soul and your spirit by giving to others. Maybe your passion is children. Maybe your passion is that woman going through a divorce. Maybe it's the elderly. Whatever stirs you up emotionally and makes you feel pride on the inside. We want to fl- we want to fan that fire. We want to we want to brighten that light inside you. Maybe you have a message to your neighbor. Pray over them. The enemy tried to steal that passion. The enemy, do you hear me? The enemy tried to steal your passion. And it has no victory over you. Maybe you've had life hand you grief and you are coming out of that. And there is a place where you can serve with someone who is grieving. It's time to give back. The best way I have found to move forward in healing and the best way I can honor the lost is to find purpose from this pain. If I succumb to the pain, then everything was in vain. But... If I can own my story, if I can stand tall, if I can t- 
take responsibility of the path and move forward with hope. That's powerful. It's beautiful. And your story and your voice is unique to you. And it will be hope and fresh water to someone else. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to be perfect. But you do have God. You do have a God-given right to live well and to love well. And any other voice that says otherwise is a lie. Call it like it is. You have a God-given right to live well and love well. And anything else is a lie. We rebuke it, we bind it, and we cast it out in Jesus' name. So what can you do now to live well? We all have different answers for this. My my living well definition will look different than any of you, and that is beautiful. We each have a place on this earth called together not to compete, but to look at each other in awe, join forces, join hands, look for where we unite in messages, and then exhort one another. For me, it was deciding that I wanted to find healing. I sought after a PTSD experience counselor, which I highly recommend. I talked with my doctor. I committed to check-ins with the nurse. And because I was so broken to pray and there was a time where I was losing my faith and I couldn't necessarily focus on the Bible and what scripture said, I had friends that I knew would hold me accountable. I had friends that I knew would stand in the gap and I sought after them and I literally created a little group and I titled it, I can't do this on my own anymore because I knew I couldn't do it. I needed other people. I needed the strength of community in order to survive. So I had the Bible app read over me. It read to me, that's amazing what we have today. You ever visited a hospital where people on their last days and people will just say, will you sit with me and just read scripture? Talk to some pastors. There are many people in their final moments, they just want the scripture just washed over them with a loving voice. So here I am today, two years and five months later after my accident, and I take one day at a time. I still take one day at a time, and it's worth it. I've decided that I was worthy to live. I found hope in my voice. I found hope realizing I was not alone. I sought after people like me, and I looked to see the good, the bad, and the ugly, and I thought about it, and I, and I cultivated my heart to where I knew that I could get past this eventually. I still remember that day I decided to not give up. I was in my room, and I was wanting to just stay in bed all day. And life was happening downstairs without me. And I finally decided to join my family. And I go downstairs. And the looks on their faces were so hopeful. They were so happy to see me. And I was a hot mess. I don't know if I had showered. I probably didn't brush my teeth. Self-care was out of the question. I was just in survival mode. And I come down these stairs just a mess. And they welcomed me. And they were excited to see me. And they said, Mom, will you sit with us? They wanted to take care of me. They wanted their mother. As hot mess as I was, they still wanted me. And I'll never forget that day. It was the day that I decided I would try to figure out a way to dig myself out of that hole. It gave me just a little flicker of hope that they would love me in such a state. It was unconditional and it was beautiful. 
and I'm grateful I had my family. But I want you to know that God wants that for all of us. He's right there waiting, saying, I'm ready for you. Come to me as a hot mess. Come to me as you are. We're going to figure this out. We're going to go to this road of healing. He wants you to get help. Hallelujah, that day happened. I mean, just hallelujah. I just, I can't tell you how grateful I am for that day and for that memory. I could stay, I could say I'm shameful of that day, but really, no, I'm grateful. I'm honored. I'm just extremely grateful that my family saw me as I was and said, we still want you here. And so I'm telling you, my friends, in this love letter, if you call it that, we, you still have a job to do on this earth. You still have a voice. You still have so many mon- moments. You have so many moments ahead of you. And it can be beautiful. Every single time you choose joy, it's amazing. Every time you choose love, it's a victory. Every time you pursue healing, you have power over the enemy. You have purpose from your pain. And that is a miracle. It's beautiful and it's a miracle. I sometimes think of myself as broken and I imagine this vessel where all these little pieces of me are just shattered and the Holy Spirit said, I'm going to pick these pieces up and I'm going to pick them back up and they're going to look differently. He didn't put the pot back together. The vase didn't come back together exactly as it was before, but every place that was missing was now filled with a mortar, which is the Holy Spirit. And he rearranged a few pieces. All of me is still the same. My desire to help people is still there. My desire to um, educate because that's kind of, um, that. not only is that my you know profession, that's my educational background, but it's also my joy. My mom tells me stories of how I would make my little sister sit down for school when we were so little. It's a beautiful, I mean, that's just what I was called to do. I've wanted to do it my whole life. I've talked about owning, or I have talked and dreamed of beginning a nonprofit pretty much my entire adult life. Just never saw it this way. So the Lord saw this broken vessel of me with my strengths and my talents and the things that he had called me to and the the different journeys I've been through on my walk with the Lord. And he called me up and he took that vessel and he put it back together with the Holy Spirit as my mortar. And he just rearranged it. And I can't see it, but I know it's got to be beautiful that it still came together somehow in some way. It's not perfect. It's not completely brand new. I think it's beautiful because it's held together with the Holy Spirit, and that's what makes it beautiful. So just know God's willing to take those pieces of your of your broken vessel, of your broken spirit. He wants to put it back together and rearrange them into his, his work of art and let the Holy Spirit be your mortar. So our Bible verse today and the blessing that I pray over this whole message to you is Isaiah 41.10. And I'm reading from the Message Bible. And it says, I pulled you in from all over the world. I called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you, you are my servant serving on my side. I've picked you. I've picked you. I haven't dropped you. So don't panic. I am with you. There's no need to fear for I'm your God. I'll give you strength and I'll help you. I'll hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. I love that. I love that message from God that he is right. He picked me. He picked you. 
And when he called you over there, he said, don't fear, I've got you. Don't worry if you're weak, I'm your strength, and I'm going to help you. All those little things in your heart that you want to do, I'm going to help you do them. I'm going to hold you steady when you feel off balance, and I'm going to keep my grip on you. I'm not letting you go. Once you are his, I'm not letting you go. When I was completely broken, I felt like my, I was just lost. I was an empty vessel. I felt like there was so much darkness and so much heaviness inside me. But because I chose him a long time ago and I said, I want you to be my savior. I feel you. I trust you. I believe that you died for my sins. When I made that choice when I was just a little girl and I didn't do it well all the time, or I wasn't, I certainly wasn't perfect, but I accepted Jesus as my savior. And because I did that, his spirit, light, his light, the word of God is the light of the world. His light dwelled in me. The darkness tried to overtake me, but because I made that choice, light lived in me, and the darkness could not win, and that's amazing. So I just thank you for listening to me today. I pray that you felt the words of my heart. I speak them so genuinely that you are loved. My community of people, if you've felt the tragedy of an accident with fatality or a serious injury, I know where you are. I've walked in your shoes. If you are the mother or spouse of a caddy, my heart goes out to you. You have been given this task to love on someone who is completely broken, to love them unconditionally. And that is amazing. You're doing the best you can. There's no manual for this. If you have been through some kind of other trauma, my heart is for you and with you, and my prayers are with you. You are still not alone. That is the lie of the enemy. No matter what you're going through, there are thousands who have walked that journey. And no matter what is unique to your circumstance, Jesus is with you. He's got a firm grip on you, and he's ready to help you. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope that you seek hope. Be a seeker of hope. I hope you find your voice. Know that something that you have will be light for this world. Someone else needs to have your light. Someone else needs to hear your hope. And my hope comes from Jesus. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Accidental Hope. Remember to seek hope and share it. Come back next week. Bye. Happy Music number 7 brought to you by scottholmesmusic.com.